Hello, everybody. You are listening to the S Mobile Show. This is the podcast that you get the most out of the Microsoft services you use on all your mobile devices. On this episode, we're going to talk about the band 2, which is something new, but we'll talk about, talk about Groove Music, how all of a sudden it's awesome again. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, I need to scroll down here, a little bit about um, Windows Maps, which uh, we've been using for a while, we're pretty happy with, and we'll give our personal app music and podcast picks. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith. I'm joined today by David V. Kimball. David, how you doing, bud? It's great to be here, Vernon. I'm doing pretty well. How are you, man? Great. I actually had a wonderful weekend out of town. A long weekend. Lots of driving, 1,300 miles or something like that, but uh, plenty of uh, fun was had by the whole family. It was um, quite wonderful, absolutely. Because it was your day, right? Uh, well, no, it was um, it was my cousin's uh, wedding is what it was, and that was certainly, we were very happy for him, many re- reasons, um, great guy with a great gal, and it was just, uh, that was really cool, but also we got to see, I got to see some siblings and cousins and uh, nieces and nephews, and actually had all three of my siblings together at once, uh, which is great, we don't get to do that very often. Oh, man. And we went down... And I went down an enormous water slide, enormous homemade water slide, which was very, very awesome. Oh man! So wait, so was that a different day than Father's Day, or? Oh yeah, Father's Day. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I kind of forget about that. Like that's, yeah. I know I'm a dad, but I've been a dad for a while, so it's not. You know, my kids treat me pretty well. I, I think, um, at least they tell me that. And my wife uh, uh, is very, obviously, very sweet, and and gave me a nice little Father's Day. Uh, gave me a nice day, but we were down for the wedding. Um, but yeah, the activities were not Father's Day based. It was okay. uh, all about uh, family reunion and the well, the great big water slide into the nice big pool, which of course wow, is always, that's always awesome. good. Nice. And then you had to dr- you had to drive a long way for that, but you said it was it was a good time. Good times were had. Absolutely. Yes. That's good. So this. This weekend, um, the 19th in particular, was not only Father's Day, but actually my dad's birthday. And the day before that was my grandmother's birthday. Hmm. And so, my grandmother turned 85 on Saturday. Nice. And so, for her birthday, what she wanted, most of all, was for my dad's high school band to play at her retirement community in their sort of gathering hall. And so, my dad and three of his friends from high school, which you know he's still friends with played a free gig at this like like gathering place in this retirement community and we had like our family there and like a bunch of people from the community that showed up uh these like you know older folks and stuff and it was so much fun it was just a, a blast and um my grandma was particularly tickled as she would say because she's english and um my dad was having a lot of fun too and it was just a, a good time all around that's very nice that's very that's really awesome i mean your dad's can't imagine your dad's incredibly uh, well aged yet, but he's still uh, you know old enough. He's fifty seven, but uh, even so, like that's to the point of which like you're if you're still friends with your high school classmates, that's amazing. That's really really something. Yeah, they they have, he has some pretty close friendships with them for sure, and it was just it was a reunion of another kind. I mean, it was like a family reunion, but also you know lots of just people from his past in particular. And it was just a fun. Uh, just a fun time. Hmm. So, cool. 
Well, that's very good. That's more in-depth in the personal category than I, I was expecting for <laughs> either of us, but I think it was... Uh, I think it was valuable, at least for you and I, David. <laughs> it's like this is our ch- this is Vernon my, my chance to catch up, and you guys get to like listen in on it. I guess. Like, okay, well, here's a couple guys who happen to get along, and why do we care what they're blathering <laughs> about? But maybe they'll take Microsoft in between. Ooh, Surface, yeah. Hololens. Oh, okay, okay, they, they they're serious. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? You reminded me just for fun. Um, a friend of my grandmother's was having a tough time with her phone, and it was an Android device. And I showed her what the home button did because she was only she was only familiar with the oh back button. Goodness. So when I showed her how to use the home button, she was very wow. excited. She obviously hadn't been so, on iOS uh, before because, uh, yeah. No, oh well, there is another user using an iPad to record some of the festivities, and uh, I just don't know how to deal with that. I just I know just calm down, don't let the blood boil. It happens. That hissing sound is move the on. steam coming out of my ears as I shake my head. You do not. <laughs> and, and even my dad does this. He's not too bad at it, but occasionally he'll record with his iPad. He got it free somewhere. I would never have allowed him to pay money for one. But um, he has recorded <laughs> video and get pictures with the iPad. I'm like, no. It's it whatever. Oh. And that reminds me of another tech-related thing. For my dad's birthday, my brother and I pitched in and got him a really strong wireless adapter oh. for his Windows 10 computer that used to be his work computer, but he uses it at home and he hooks it up to his, the main television, and so he often opts to watch YouTube videos on his television you know, screen instead of TV, which is always a win for me, because I would rather people use the internet than pay for that got got. God, what's the word? <laughs> ghastly. Yeah. I was trying to think of more English words to use. Mm-hmm. That ghastly yeah, television. So anyway. All right. So we're going to talk about some, uh, you know, we kind of just skipped the join us on Slack part. Hey, join us on Slack. You know the drill. Do it. Okay. Do it um, right now. I'm using the band again, and I have it for a couple episodes now. It's been a little little while, but I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. I used, you know, I, I been kind of jumped back into it for a while. And I started wearing it at work again. Um, I'm not supposed to be. I'm wearing it under my shirt because it's a you know a food manufacturing facility. But luckily, I just sit behind a desk. Not luckily, boringly. <laughs> um, but I don't really get the steps that I'd like to because of it. Now this is the band too, because you only, you only said the band. Hey, the band one still exists, Vernon. It's 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 a it's a band too. Also, David, who else do you know that use that has just the band one? Uh, well, there's actually a list when I pull up the uh, the competitor thing. I, there's at oh, least three okay. or four of my other friends that have the band one, I'll have you know. Okay. Well, that's what something, I might, might as well jump right to that, in which uh, the community, you know, the, the Microsoft Health, um, what is the term for it? I mean, friends thing. Uh, basically, where, you know, f- via Facebook, link up via Facebook, of course, the universal linking. Um, <laughs> for better or yes, for worse. Exactly. But uh, some of my Microsoft uh, loving friends on I, I've um, friended on Facebook. Oh my goodness! And um, and so we see so many of these people using the band too. And I know that some of these people are are not using Microsoft, but my uh, Windows Phone, Windows Mobile device, but they're using the band, which obviously is is great. And so, uh, David, you are the only one in my competition list who's using the band one. Am I really? No. Yeah, at least in my list. But that's not the only way you can compete. Obviously, uh, as far as steps, you know, that's kind of the main point of it. 
uh, but competing uh, with your phone, depending on which phone you have, but most new, newish phones will track your steps if you have turned on, enabled. And so at work, if I cannot use my band, if I need to take it off, if I go, need to go do something food related, uh, well, then I can I will still track my steps with my iPhone or my, my uh, Windows uh, phone. Uh, Windows Mobile device, the 950. And it's interesting to see, you'll continue to track the steps on there, but to differentiate whether it's from the band or not, you can hit the little heart monitor, which measures your heartbeat, obviously. And uh, there it will, it more clearly shows uh, the heartbeat or better shows the lack of heartbeat. And it that's where you, you can see which steps were from. Well, your your other device, obviously. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. So it doesn't directly specify that, but it is pretty easy to extrapolate that info. So that's that was fine. So my question is, how do you access your list of friends? I'm having a tough time remembering how you get to that in the app. Just under, in the health app itself, um, I think, okay, we're doing this live. Wonderful. Um... I thought it was like some easy thing, but I'm really having a tough time finding it. It's in the Microsoft Health, and of course, as soon as you fire it up, it's checking your band. I know, I get it. I want to go somewhere. Oh, it's under um, goodness, where's this? So I hit home, and then on the front it says uh, three thousand three hundred ninety average steps. You and your friends yes, today. So there we go. I tapped it, and it's on a perpetual loading screen. That's not showing me anything. Oh, here we go. There we go. Finally worked. Okay. Mine took a little bit to pop up there too. So but I thought there was okay, a list of friends. I thought there was a view that showed you like, okay, here we go. Here's the list of friends. Okay, so I'm gonna count how many folks have the band one. So I see one already. Wow, two, three, four, five. Uh, so there's five. Five out of twenty six friends have the band one. Well, I have a lower number of friends. I don't know what it is, ten or something. I guess I do see. Um, one another other person who's using the band one. Some people are just using. You know, it actually doesn't say that. It doesn't say just using the phone. Hmm. Well, one per, one person on my list says motion enabled device, okay. which I think is just yeah. phone. Well, everyone on here must not have it enabled on their phone. They just using through the band. Anyway, um, hmm. we dug deeper into that part than I expected. I do want to say I feel that the battery life on the band two, same one. Um, has improved. And obviously that's not because they put a bigger battery in, just because they've optimized the software, of course. I feel that's the case. I didn't do any tests on it, obviously, you know, like real real tests, but I think that's the case. Uh, the new hiking feature, basically it's called Explore. I've used that a few times. I've walked, taken a little walk down through the through the woods, out to the, uh, by the, the, the river and the dam near my uncle's place. And uh, just had it track it, and it was it was really interesting, and uh, just to see where it went and elevation change and all that kind of stuff is pretty cool. The heart rate zones that's um, something I've not explored yet, but is definitely new or recently new with the band number two, and uh, I think that is good because when you wanna you wanna push yourself, I I'm not no you know uh, uh, workout expert or whatever. See, I can't even come up with a good term of what i'm not but uh it is you, you want to maintain a heart rate at like 85 percent of your max heart rate or something like that right if you're going to be working out you know burning uh calories and of course uh increasing your your cardio building your heart muscle uh and so the heart rate zones is an important thing to see um whatever it's in there and it was added recently 
Like I said, the community part, I think that's pretty interesting. I did recently beat Joel Rushworth by 300 steps for the week. Oh, and shoot. I, thought that, I know. That was pretty pretty amazing. And oddly enough, I did not have my band on for six hours of in the pool and about nine hours of driving that day, or maybe the day after. But um, uh, whatever, I guess. Your I band Joel- slash the phone you're using knows that you're driving when you're in the car, right? And it doesn't count that towards your steps. Correct, because it's not um, just like flying. I'm like, holy cow. It would be, uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not GPS, it's not GPS rated, or, or um, it doesn't come up, it's not based off of GPS, based off of uh, motion, you know, the actual, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's ne- technically the gyroscope or the accelerometer, one, one or the other, though. It's probably accelerometer. Yeah. So, I like yeah. Daryl saying uh, in the chat here, Daryl Pritchard, for those of you that listen to the show probably already know him, awesome guy that works with Microsoft and is a friend of the show, he just said, I took 12 steps today. I had to walk into McDonald's from the parking lot. So, uh, victory for Daryl. And I would imagine someone carried him out of McDonald's because he didn't specify <laughs> that he walked. He just walked in. So No, yeah. no, he just had his, you know, he just had his wife drive the car up and he just, you know, walked in from there. <laughs> We love Daryl. It's it really is awesome. You should join you should join the live show just to chat with Daryl in the in the chat. It's pretty good. All right. So last thing about oh yeah, sleep tracking. Sleep tracking on the band too, I think is slightly improved. Um it, it picks up your sleep pretty well and it does it, it seems more accurate. I just get that feeling. Obviously there's placebo effect potential here and uh, who knows. The band two is still just 175 bucks at Best Buy and most places. And if you get it through Best Buy, you will you can get the two-year protection plan for $29. Now, Gage Castillo was on the show recently, and I do not recall if he said on the show or not, but that he upgraded from the band one to the band two because of the Best Buy protection plan, basically for free. And so when you get, like, we expect there be to be another band version coming out, I don't know, whatever, the next year. We can just throw that out there, probably sooner. And so getting this now... When it's time, when it fails, even if it uh, may not have really failed, you should be able to update or upgrade pretty easily for just that thirty bucks. And especially if uh, the band one is one hundred seventy-five bucks right now, it's easy to imagine that the well, band two, band two is one seventy-five, one seventy-five. You can imagine band three would be two fifty, maybe more, depending on what it's going to do. Just to add on that a little bit, I would love the biggest thing that I miss out of this band about out of this. I want it to be waterproof. I would love to use it in the pool. Okay, I would also really, really love for there to be at least four gigs of onboard storage, which would cost the same as thirty-two gigs at this point, basically, and to be able to play your music through there to transmit when you're with into Bluetooth headphones when you're going for a run or whatever. And I guess while I'm on that subject, the third thing is that the music controls via the band work very well with a, a with your phone wired to a you know a speaker. They do not work with your phone transmitting Bluetooth music or music via Bluetooth to a Bluetooth headset. And that's unfortunate because many people people who follow the show know that that's primarily the only way I listen to music. So being able to control my Bluetooth music via Bluetooth for my band would be wonderful and it is not it is not there those three main things would just knock it out of the park for me and i'm very happy with the band too the way it is 
but I think that would really step it up and um, it'd be really good. And about pushing the fitness thing, like the waterproof idea is genius. If Microsoft could get that to work, it's like, you know, track your hiking and now track your swimming and people would probably get really excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David, what do you, what was I going to say? What do you think about uh, the orientation of the screen on the band? Hmm. Well, I think naturally at first, when I first got the band, when I wanted it to, to be sort of like a watch where it was, you know, it was on top of your your wrist, not on top of it. How do you describe this? Well, the back of the hand, instead of, outside of the wrist instead of the inside of the wrist, right? Right. There you go. Like you'd be looking at like a traditional watch. Um, but over time, and it, as it was suggested, I got a lot more comfortable with it on the other side to, to glance down the other way and of course the the disadvantage with that is if you ever rest your arms against a desk or anything you're always like banging it and this that's the screen is like the first impact right there so i think there's um i think there's pluses and minuses to both uh, methods uh, why is there a particular way to wear it that resonates with you or um, well, i definitely prefer the inside of the left arm left wrist because that is a you know it's okay a, right it's the correct i feel is the better hand for me accessing something for two reasons that is my natural watch hand but also um if i'm going to be typing on there which is rare but does work well if you can reply to text message you you would use your right hand to, to type on the left left arm, and of course on the inside, I think that orientation makes more sense. Now, if it was going to be on the outside and it's going crosswise, the screen is going crosswise across the arm, it would, you know, it, it is less intuitive and you know more cumbersome to read. Now, if the band three or three point five or like whatever, you know, if they have a couple of variations on it, if it was more of a watch style orientation, square or even. Uh, maybe uh, the, the 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 direction of the arm that would be substantially different, of course. And then wearing it on the outside of the of the wrist would make more sense. But I'm very comfortable with it being on the inside of the wrist. Well, I think we're ignoring something very important, and that's Buzz Lightyear in the movie Toy Story, who's clearly from the future, did a lot of his operations and commands from the top part, like the outside of his wrist, and he didn't do anything on his on the inside of his wrist. So I think uh, we're sort of ignoring a trend that's clearly going to happen in the future, according to Buzz Lightyear. So well, let me point something else out: is that Buzz Lightyear was a toy in which it was appealing to children and adults. The things on the outside facing him, people do not really care about what they can't necessarily see, especially in something that is not their own. Um, I can't believe we're talking about this, but no. But hey, that's a good point. Okay. Wow, we are well into this show. I don't think it was um, frivolous, but I could be wrong. All right. David, would you still use in the, uh, the same back cover, the, the shell, on your 950 and 950XL? Yes, I am. And it's, it works all right. It's not the prettiest one. It's, the brand name is Tudia, T-U-D-I-A. And it's, you know, again, it's worked. It's blue, which... You mean blue is a great color, but I whenever I show it off, like whenever I really show it off to people, I do take it off because I love the original body and how it looks in its previous state. Um, and how about you? I mean, I forget what kind of case you have. Well, I did have some. I had a case that. Um, boy, who was it now? Who's him? Oh man, I feel so bad. Someone from the from the show sent me the case. And it's totally spacing it out. Sorry, bud, whoever that was. 
And um, that was uh, a, g- a great case. I can't even find it now. Where did it go? But it's just kind of a clear case, and it was uh, it, it, it works. But I've been going basically just um, naked with them, and I'm I'm fine. Both my 950s, primarily uh, naked. I've dropped them a few times, but not you know I, I'm pretty good at taking care of phones, not sliding out of the hands. I'm comfortable with the phone. I know my capabilities with it. When you first get a device, you're not necessarily um, you know as, as comfortable with it as familiar, familiar with it. So I've been going without a case, and I'm still going with the um, right now. I have the black cover, the basically basic case on the 950, and I also have a white cover on the other one I have. And I'm okay with it, but I really, when I get bored with this, and I, it will inevitably inevitably happen, I will get a Mozo case, and they continue to come out with new different cases, or shells, I should say, and they're awesome. Many, many people really, really like them. I'm not really about to be- spend 50 bucks on a shell. I don't necessarily, it's not, you know, the direction I'm trying to go, but um, they are half off now. Uh, MS Power User had pointed that out. The uh, Mozo covers are half off, um, and it, I think it was um, Brad Whiteside who had uh, mentioned that to us, let us know. So you can go through, I think it's through Mobile Fun, but search around. You can find the, the Mozo cases for half off. And maybe I should actually just uh, get get one or a couple or something. Yeah, it's certainly is tempting. I mean, be, they're getting consistently positive reviews and great feedback. Daniel Robino was talking about on the Windows Central podcast that he has a green one that he just absolutely loves, and he just he says it really does add a lot to the device. And again, I know people had a lot of complaints about the sort of plasticky feeling about them, and I still hold to my original thoughts. Was I don't mind it. I still I still like them. And for the record, my 950 doesn't have a case at all. I've never dropped it, ever. My 950XL has that blue one I was talking about, and I still haven't dropped it. And there's always that point when you have a case on a phone and you've never dropped it, and you're like, I could have spent all this time without the case. Without the case, yeah. But then, of course, it's just that time you drop it once, and you regret not having the case. So, But again, if you want something that's beautiful and is a case, the Mozo... I mean, how protective are the Mozo cases they're really not for protection are they no correct they're not for protection i mean if you drop it and you damage that you can always go back to the original shell but that really does nothing for the display itself right if i recall there might be a very minor lip that's helping protect the display which of course isn't the case on the on the original um i actually don't really like why don't we talk about the 950 i mean it's been around for a while I don't like that the edge, the glass goes right up to the edge and basically is the edge. And there's really no protection on the the front the facing, the edge and the front facing uh, side of it. I don't know. Is that That's not the case on the XL, is it? Or probably it well, is. Well, the one thing to point out is that you can get protective, like, you can get, like, a protective, like, glass, I don't want to say case, but, like, you can stick a protective layer of glass, of, like, plastic glass on the glass screen. And that mm-hmm. will protect it too, and that's what I also have. But in terms of like it being the edge of the screen, I think it's a bit more protected. There is sort of a layer of, I think there's a layer of edge that comes out that's plastic that does protect the screen a bit more, but there's not much more protection than the 950. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people, just be careful with your devices. If you're, yeah, just be careful, yeah. Uh, if you're not going to go with a case, and by the way, it was Nate. It was Nate Wanacott who gave me that uh, that case. He um, 
He ordered an extra one and just sent it to me, so I really appreciate that. Thanks, Nate. That's been a while, though. Thanks. All right. So, yeah, go buy a Moser case if you want, but it's all good. Uh, David, you mentioned the Windows Central podcast. Um, I be- They're back. Windows Central podcast is back. Obviously, it used to be called Windows, uh, Windows Phone Central. And I think it's pretty cool to see how Windows Central has grown. They basically become an expert on Microsoft instead of just focusing on phone. And I, it makes sense. It was a wise business choice, that's for sure. Too bad that Windows Phone had kind of uh, faded a little bit. But, of course, there's still plenty of diehard enthusiasts out there. Have you listened to them lately, David? Yeah, I have. And th- like, I'm really glad that you brought that up about the diehard Windows Phone fans because they totally have repositioned and done a great job at it. But when you hear Daniel Rubino talking, uh, you can just tell he's a Windows Phone fan. And um, I'm, I'm into the second episode. There's been a third one that's out that I think that you've been listening to, Vernon. But I'm just sort of, I'm sort of halfway through the second episode right now. And it talk, and it's mainly about, their histories and like how they first got into Microsoft stuff. And I always love hearing those stories because people like come to Microsoft that are fans from a lot of different places. For me, I can say it was Zune. From someone else, it could be, you know, m- you know, mo- m- um, Windows Mobile 6.5 or whatever it was. Isn't that sort of the case with you, Vernon? Well, yeah, 6.1 is where I kind of came on the bandwagon. I, I really enjoyed it. It was my first smartphone, first real smartphone. But I did like it that it was Microsoft. I like that I've, I've said this forever, you know, I've said this multiple times. I love that I could go edit an Excel document, even change the formulas and things like that and send it back to my boss and be like, boom, done. And I didn't have to go to my office and my desk to do that. And this was like 2008, you know, and of course that cap- capability was been, had been around before that, but really not by much. And it was really, you know, this is back when, Android, you know, it was just a few apps and, you know, uh, iOS was just stabbing that home button and it was, you know, whatever. I, I was really happy with it. it. Sucked me in. Even uh, SkyDrive, Windows Live, uh, sharing uh, images via Windows Live, I thought that was pretty amazing. And Messenger tying into it and whatever. Um, we've talked about this plenty. Before. Yeah, so just I want to get this clear, though. So it was 6.1 was sort of your entry point. Would you say to Microsoft fandom? Correct. I've I'd always used Office, you know, as okay, I needed right. to, mm-hmm. but it really was very kind of limited because I just I didn't have much need for it. As I progressed through my careers, I used it more and more. And Outlook, I became a fan of that pretty easily. And um, I think I don't know what the, I mean. Uh, Zune, not not the device. I didn't have that. Never had a device, a Zune device. But Zoom on the phone, obviously a Windows phone, and also on the desktop, really impressed me and really uh, pulled me back in, you know, continually, and really grew that uh, foundation of reverence and respect for Microsoft, and um, really did kind of start the fandom, I think. Yeah. Okay. And again, like there are stories like that, and I just loved hearing also Michael Fisher or Mister Mobile, as he now calls himself. I loved how he talked about how. Um, you know, he quoted someone as saying, when Windows Phone 7 came out, it was the phones, the phone's UI made all the other phone UIs, all the other mobile OSs look outdated. I just love it. Like, I, that's so true. Like, it totally did. And um, I just loved it because, um, um, 
Daniel, the the ho- kind of host of the show, Daniel Bader was talking to him about, yeah, you were missed, you know, Captain Two Phones, and you always had a Lumia 1020 with you, you know. And so these people love Microsoft a lot. And so um, if you haven't listened to the Windows Central podcast yet, you totally should. It's uh, it's, it's something I've really enjoyed listening to. And um, Daniel Albino is just super insightful. Like, you, you probably have read tons of his articles, but I actually prefer hearing him. And I got to meet him in person, and that was super fun, too, because I could ask him direct questions and hear his insights. He's just a very thoughtful person, and he's uh, he's relatively well-spoken. And so, um, and again, Michael Fisher and Daniel Albino, like two great minds together. It's just a fun, it's just a fun time. Mm, absolutely so it's naturally it's a podcast pick of ours i guess we can we're probably not even going to cover that because we already did but um yeah, right. we'll listen to it i mean it's it's a it's a great podcast to be fair they are kind of getting they're finding their center again their balance as they start up the show uh years ago uh i don't know how many years ago it was three four years ago Used to be Jay Bennett with Daniel Rubino, and then depending on who else they had on, talking, um, you know, Windows, when the Windows Central podcast, and uh, they had a little bit better rhythm at the time, and they've, um, you know, they're working into it right now. But obviously, Daniel uh, does just fine behind a microphone and in front of a camera, and we know Michael Fisher does absolutely fine in both those categories. And I'm I'm interested to learn more about uh, Daniel Bader and get to know him a little bit better through the podcast. Um, will that will progress? I'm sure. Right, and I, I'm just curious. Like, you think they're probably targeting mostly Windows Central, you know, consumers like users of the site, probably. Um, it, it just it just seems like Daniel is sort of like asking these like people that are really ingrained in the Microsoft community just like know a lot of the things that he sort of asks sometimes and. Yeah. So I wonder, like, is that sort of a, is that on purpose? Is that just, is he sort of there to, you know, ask the obvious questions for new listeners? Um, because there's some points during the, the show when I was like, you're asking, like, questions that Daniel's not only talked about in his, uh, you know, Ask Daniel videos or just topics that have just been very frequently discussed, you know, already. So there are definitely some of those moments, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, hey. Well, yeah. Um speaking generally about podcasts and what I, I know that the industry standards and tendencies are, 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 are well, what they are, it's probably, incre- it's incredibly likely that you're having people listen to that who aren't already listening to, or reading Windows Central based off of how on the, the age of the podcast and who's already on it. Um, and they're obviously great people. You're probably pulling some more people in for, with uh, Michael Fisher but those people are probably already still Microsoft, just like you're saying, uh, probably Microsoft fans. And the way it's presented, at least, um, see, I'm just kind of reaching now. I'm speculating, but I have, I guess I've been podcasting for a bit, and, and I know some, I know some people in the industry. So, um, whatever. Uh, Sam Ventimiglia says or asks or says he did really enjoy Daniel Bader, and he was asking if he was from from Mobile Syrup. And I'm 95% certain, yes, correct. That was, um, he came from Mobile Syrup. And now he's in Mobile Nations, obviously, hosting this one. I believe he was on iMore. I think that was, uh, that's where he currently, you know, where he camped, where his, his home, home on the web is. All right. So, yeah, Windows Center Podcast. Wow. Do that. Yeah. And I, this is a, just a, 
just another just talking about phones and and which camp you're in my i hung out with my brother a bit this weekend just because i mentioned we were celebrating father's day and all and he was saying he's like you know what he's like i i i have a 950 but i'm thinking the next time i get an upgrade if microsoft doesn't really pull through i might have to switch to an iphone and and he's like, but I'm going to tell you what happens when that happens. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to be so dissatisfied with the experience and so dissatisfied with how it looks and how it per- performs in certain ways. But it has the ecosystem. Where's basic sentiments? I don't want to quote him exactly. But th- that's basically what he, what he came across. And I was at the point where I said... I mean, I couldn't say that he was wrong, you know? Like, that's just, that's how it is. Yeah, you're going to go to the iPhone, and yeah, it's going to suck when you don't have live tiles and a lot of the great features you enjoy about it, but you are going to be enjoying those applications that are updated first, that are updated frequently, that, you know, have the newest stuff out there, and that that is what you're going to enjoy, um, but you won't be showing it off, you know, or, like, really be that excited about the phone itself. Um, but, and then all that, I want to pivot back to what Daniel Rubino said in one of the podcasts is he said, he thinks it's really funny that we're still, people are convinced that apps are the future. And he's like, no, they're not. They're just sort of a byproduct of, you know, where technology is right now. And he's like, you really think down the road, like 10, 10 years from now, we're gonna have like 9,000 applications on our phone. He's like, that's totally silly. And when he said that, that made a lot of sense. And that actually kind of, this sort of encouraged me because that's like the big thing everyone touts is, you know, Windows Mobile, Windows Mobile's big problem is the app gap. Well, it's like, well, what if apps didn't become relevant in five years? Then would that still be a problem? Well, no, of course not. And it would be more about the operating system and the services. And Microsoft has amazing services connected to the platform. And so if apps, you know, as we think of them now, became less of the emphasis, and apps are so expensive to maintain, too, by corporations and businesses. And so if there's a cheaper alternative, whatever that is, universal apps, you know, if that's part of it or not, I don't know. Um, but if we can get away from apps, that would be the biggest switcheroo in uh, mobile history, is a, a not an app-centric model, is something else. So I'm really excited to see if that pans out, because then people like my brother wouldn't have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Well, two things on on that. My wife sent me a link to Zillow, uh, you know, a house on Zillow that, of course, she wants to buy and that we're, you know, not going to buy. But uh, I, I I browsed the website from the app from the browser. It was not difficult. I was not didn't feel I was lacking anything. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if Zillow if the Zillow app is on Windows Phone or Windows Mobile. And it turns out it wasn't, or at least it didn't show up in the search. But it wasn't like I, I was I was having a difficult experience on the browser. And I've said this before, and I know it really does sound like, and it could be, the argument could be made that we are justifying the lack of apps. I understand that. And there could be, a, you know, a, a bit of that, that, that that's true. But the browser is just everything. I mean, you just, that's your portal into the internet. And, and it's just... Um, it's an old model, but it's obviously being updated. I mean, it's, you know, always iterating and it works. It, 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 and I don't need to say more about it really, I guess. The other thing I wanted to mention as far as the iPhone versus what we're using. Well, over the weekend, I was taking some video slow mo and some, uh, hybrid, you know, some 4K and, um, just stills and everything, uh, with, with my Lumia 950. And my uncle happened to have a, um, five, not a 5s what is it a 6s plus so it has a little bit better camera in it and excuse me 
iPhone, obviously. iPhone is success plus. Yeah, better better camera than what you'd expect from an iPhone is what you're saying. Well, I'm sorry, but the success plus has a better camera than the success. That's what I'm saying as okay, far right. as the optical image stabilization. I, I wasn't clear on that. And so he was taking, he took some photos and I didn't think about it. I was just taking photos and I was playing back some of the video and everything. And he's like, holy cow, that thing's whooping my, my phone. And the iPhone, I mean, we know that with the 6 and 6S, they actually got better. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're pretty good. But either he could not operate it well or, uh, you know, the phone, the camera really isn't that good. And that's anecdotal. I understand, you know, they're comparable cameras, but we do have something pretty special with that phone uh that has a great great camera also he just completely complained on and on about the updates always pestering him with updates and you know every os can do that but also that the apps that he couldn't uninstall that he said that every time he did he um puts off an update dismisses seems like a day later it just turns his gps on for him or shuts it off or you know he he's he's really frustrated with this iphone and how it's kind of kind of just uh, doing what it wants to. And I we 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 forget about all the stuff you can uninstall on a, on a Windows Windows phone, Windows mobile device. And that's that's amazing. Uh, um it should not be amazing. It should just be the way it is, but uh something to be grateful for. Totally. And that reminds me, a manager of mine at work, uh she she was having tons of problems and this is not unique by the way. This problem is she had zero bytes left on her phone, and she was trying to take a picture of something and it was extremely urgent and send it to a colleague. And she would open the camera app and it would freeze and say there's no storage left. Which, I mean, what else is a phone going to do when it has no space left? That part is fine. But I looked, I kind of did some digging. She immediately handed it to me. It didn't take very long for her to figure out that I was, you know, helpful in that area. And, um, and I went to storage and 12 gigs or something was used. And so what that means is, it had like it's probably a 16 gigabyte maybe maybe it's a 16 gigabyte iphone and i thought with the 950 xl that i have or that if someone had a 950 i do not think about space with expandable storage i j- it does not occur to me but the reality is for iphone users they must think about it like if you're not technologically savvy doesn't matter you need to know about cloud storage because if you don't know about cloud storage you're sunk you were literally sunk. And so, and for her, it was like, well, you know, I kind of think I have some stuff backed up to the cloud, but I'm not sure. And then as someone trying to help her, I don't have a really easy way of verifying that her stuff's backed up to the cloud. So I feel hesitant saying, oh, yeah, just delete everything locally because I don't know if she's using iCloud or, you know, iCloud, you get five gigs or some tiny amount. Yeah. So I don't know if she's trying to use a third party. And so there's this tension of, man, the, the storage on the iPhone is so small. And, oh, man. And that's just one complaint. There, there, as far as complaints about iOS goes, there's actually a, sort of a laundry list. As far as updates, like you mentioned earlier, there, like you have to go to the app store. You have to click update all. There's an option to skip the password in the process. That's great, I guess. But when you're used to Windows 10 Mobile, that just updates automatically if you're connected to Wi-Fi. It, it's so silly to have to go in. Like, and that's us, and we're used to updates. And we're complaining about that. People look, that don't we like look forward to updates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're probably the percentage that like updates the most out of the general population, and we don't want to go in and and actually manually hit updates. So imagine what a consumer how they feel about updates. And the last complaint I'm going to talk about iOS out of the laundry list, and I feel like I have to mention it, is that awful FaceTime ringtone. Like it is the most awful sound. 
Like, I thought Skype sound, the Skype ringtone was kind of annoying. The Skype ringtone is like a cat purring compared <laughs> to the obnoxious, I don't even know how to describe the sound of a, a FaceTime coming in. And people are like, okay with it. That's my favorite thing. Like, oh, wait, it's not that bad. I'm like, that thing's the worst. Hmm. I, I don't actually remember what that sounds like, but I have made a point to not enable iMessage or FaceTime on on my iPhone, my work iPhone. My brother actually asked me about that on Friday. He said, "Well, how come how come you never FaceTime me?" I say, "Because I say because I don't. For one, I don't really use my work iPhone I, for much. I you know I, for work." I said, I don't want to enable it and then have to disable it. I don't want to have to be sucked in. I mean, working at Best Buy occasionally, I know that people that they switch from iOS to, to Android, you know, it is a challenge to, you know, they have to enable it and like reboot it and give it a day and then click their heels twice and to get it to uh, disconnect. And Apple actually got um, got sued over that, basically sucking you in. And so having, um, just keeping regular SMS, I am totally fine with. I did not need the, my, the messages to be blue instead of green. That's another silly thing. You can't even change the, the accent colors. And I mean, wow, we're really just going, going all off here. But, um, no, hey, I bet, the, I bet the listener, I bet there's a portion of the listeners that appreciate this. I, I would imagine. Yeah. So we, we use these, you know, Kind of, I have to use an iPhone, but I don't mind using it because I learn things. I, I contrast things better. Um, but you know, it's not my go-to device for for really what I want to do with things. So yeah, and there's good reasons for it. I mean, there's certain things you just get used to on Windows 10 Mobile and being in the Microsoft ecosystem that just the f- from fun- functionality perspective. Um, and then you go to the iOS platform and you're like, get me out of here. It just there, there are so many little things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, gaming, David. How's your Xbox doing, buddy? Oh my goodness, the Xbox One has been sitting in my house, and it has been getting some love recently. Um, in particular, I love pressing the power button and the eject button. The beautiful, majestic noise that it makes, and it's like tactile, just like um, you know earlier Windows Phone devices that had the um, what do you call them? What you know, you know, like the the keys. Um, there's a the click term or something what no 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 there's a term i'm missing it's just really simple term like when you hit the start button and the back button the kind of keys they were oh haptic yeah exactly haptic haptic feedback yes the xbox one has sort of haptic feedback when you just lightly press the power on the exact button it's very very satisfying um and the one complaint i will say with the xbox one though is i did not anticipate how many much installing and how much updating just the console needs to run on wii u which is you know nintendo's newest one there are some updates you gotta run but it's sort of it doesn't take very long you kind of launch right in for games to run on xbox one you really have to do install components and really do updates which are multiple gigs sometimes and can take a long time and i'm using ethernet at a pretty fast connection and so that's my one little complaint about the experience but other than that it's been really awesome. I'm really excited to see universal Windows apps coming on Xbox One. That's a big reason I got it was because I wanted to see what Microsoft would do uh, to bring Windows Store apps that are on phone now and bring them to Xbox. I'm just so curious, and I do not have a Connect, so I want to see how well it works with a controller as an input. That's just so interesting to me. And mm-hmm. as far as the games go, I have three games. I have Rare Replay. I have Halo Cheat. Halo master collection and then i have sunset overdrive and i I can tell you those games are pretty fun from what i've played so far 
So, are you getting the uh, games with live yet? I mean, all the all the free ones. Games with gold, yeah. As soon yeah, as uh, wow, I got yeah, the, gold. as soon as I got the Xbox, asked me if I wanted to start a thirty day trial, and I've had Xbox Live Gold before, but it's been years since I've activated, and I'm like, of course, it's free. Um, and so immediately remembered how cool it was to get games with gold. And, um, and as far as the new features that they announced at E3, as far as clubs go and everything, it's like, I kind of do want to, I kind of want to do experiments. So I talked to my good friend, Daryl Pritchard, and he was able to get me a screaming deal on Xbox Live Gold. And nice. he told me to tell you guys, the listeners, if you guys want a good deal on Xbox Live Gold, uh, ask him, hit him up uh at daryl pritchard on twitter and um he can he can hook you up but he said do not sell it on ebay or he'll get in really big trouble so i I had to say that as well um Mm -hmm. but he's happy to help out and uh, i'm very thankful to him for getting me a, a good deal on it and i'll be excited to enjoy some xbox live gold nice eventually i will get an xbox one and then i will have no time for this podcast or my family or going to work or anything so, so I'm all, I'm holding off for now. All right, well we're getting we're starting to wrap up a little bit here. Oh, I guess Groove. Whoops, there we go. Missed it. Groove, yay Groove. Okay, so we've been using Groove for a while. I've been using Groove. It used to be Xbox Live, um, Xbox Music. Used to be Zune. Uh, you know, I've I've always liked it. I've had a, a Zune pass. I was grandfathered in with that uh, ten free songs per uh, month for years, and I built a decent collection and whatever i've just been paying for it and i even had a few different deals i got a year for 50 bucks even got a year for 20 bucks one time when they had that christmas sale that was awesome i think i bought well not enough subscriptions at that time (laughs) and uh, so i like it my daughter loves spotify she's been using spotify i okay that's fine I've, i've played around with it a little bit but i am mostly groove okay so i don't i'm not the best um i'm not that objective as far as which is better or not but the internet the microsoft community is like yay groove is back and we love it well there's a few things that that made that happen at least according to like windows central or um ms power user for example and uh i guess we'll rattle a couple of these things off but the biggest thing is um basically uh your groove is what it's called your groove and uh music or not music i'm sorry radio basically where you choose a um an artist and play it and it picks out what's uh what's better or what's what's similar honestly i don't know how this is different than what i have now because what i did have because we still had the play option um i guess the only thing different it would be that it does take your um it's based off of what's in your collection especially or including what's on your OneDrive collection so that is something that is something uh basically uh, it says it's um it has a customized i don't have it in front of me here uh there's like experts that choose the the radio station for you i would imagine it's an algorithm but we'll we'll go with uh we'll go with that what about you david i mean have you played around with it much what do you recall from uh whatever flip whatever switch got flipped to make this cool again Right. Well, um, I have to say for one thing, if you're a Lumia user and you've ever used Lumia Offers, which we talked about last week, you may have gotten Office 365 personal for free through that service. And if you have, that means you essentially have a thousand gigabytes of OneDrive storage, which means you can load up your entire music collection unless it exceeds a thousand gigabytes, which I mean, hey, if you have that much music, 
you might need another plan. Um, but for the most part, you can put your entire collection on OneDrive and use Groove and access it from a web browser, from your phone, from a desktop, from a laptop, from a Surface, and even from an iPad or like some other measly tab- tablet that's not really it doesn't run a desktop OS. Um, and it's it's amazing. Like the, this is the power of that. And so as far as this update's concerned. Um, from what I understand, you covered a lot of what I know about it, um, but I, I did see you were able to pin playlists to your start menu. I wasn't aware that you were able to do that before, and it just seems more responsive and just a tighter interface in general, which I'm excited about. Um, so, But I'm not as me- nearly as big of a Groove user as you are, Vernon. Well, I do use it all the time. I've been using the latest, obviously, on um, my in- insider build, fast, fast ring build on my 950. And as soon as there's an update there, you know, that update for the, for the app may not be available for, uh, production ring, for example. So I've been using the latest stuff anyway. I've been very happy with it as it's grown. And so to me, this must have just been the tipping point for many people. I understand there's extra features and features and stuff, but, um, the responsiveness has been good. The syncing has gotten much, much better. Uh, update, um, uploading or updating and downloading in the background has gotten much better. And the logging itself out has pretty much completely gone away. It hasn't really been an issue there. Uh, Lloyd in the chat room does clarify the expert playlists are human. Okay. That's, that's good. And I believe that's only with a Groove, uh, Groove Pass subscription. Uh, your Groove playlists are machine learning algorithms based on your collection. Um, so they're, okay. You know, that, that's a distinction. That's cool. Thank you for that, Lloyd. Thanks, Lloyd. Yeah. So a couple of things, since we're going to be negative here, David, we're going to be negative. We're going to complain a little bit what is missing from this based off compared to Zune. Okay. I love the wireless sync of Zune. And to be fair, we basically do have wireless sync right now. I mean, you know, you, you have, you access, if you think about it, it's not called that, but it's, that was like five years ago. Our, our phones just, we see the collection. I can add an album to my collection on the, on the, in the web itself. Or even through my iOS app, I guess, if I needed to, or through um, through the, the Groove app on my PC, and it will show up on on the phone. That syncing does work well, and I can toggle whether I want it to download to the device or not. But there was just something almost this, just nostalgic about Zune being the very first, and then Windows Phone Windows Phone Seven being where once that thing's plugged in and you had it enabled, it would just it would just sync up. You wouldn't have to plug it in. You, your your new music would just be there. You could create a new playlist to sync playlist and everything. That was great. And everyone misses that, except it's basically here anyway. So that's not right. really that bad of a thing. David, what else you, did you miss from Zune? Well, I like what you have here in the notes, an upvote and downvote option. Like in Zune, you're able to heart something have a broken heart for something or have it be neutral. And that was helpful in a lot of ways. For example, maybe you were discovering some new music and you sort of wanted to remember some of your choicest favorites. Well, there's not really a way to do that in Groove. I guess you could add it to a playlist of like discovery or something, but it's a little bit, takes a few more steps. And there was something just really nice about being able to heart something or break or heartbreak something, you know, like when I was, uh, when I was um, younger, it was uh, heartbreak songs were songs that had profanity in it because i knew i couldn't play it around my parents for example that was helpful <laughs> but i can't do that anymore with groove i really do miss the liking option or even just to set it to a favorite that would be really nice obviously you can add to a playlist 
but that is a few different taps and it has gotten easier. They've taken a few steps out of it as uh, it's been updating. But I would just love you know, one touch, just like on your phone, or your photos, I should say, hit the heart and add it to favorites. I would love to be able to do that again. Uh, the There used to be better album art. It would cycle through and you had better stuff, okay, with old Zune and even Xbox uh, music. And of course, the prettier artist bio. And if anyone using Groove now knows to get it, it's just like a little ellipsis tab or a bio, and it just pops up this really bland lame pop-up box <laughs> and it's like really I'm, I'm gonna sit here and read this and enjoy the story of this band oh no it's just in this crappy little pop-up on on uh on on zune on windows phone and also xbox live you would pan over to bio and it was just it, it had the back i think you had the background image in there depending on the version and um full page scrolling and viewing and you know, that sounds like a little thing to complain about, but um, I guess I'm trying to be negative here. Here we go. We'll do that. Oh, we'll no. It was, that. No, it was cool, though, because – and there's a whole section for, like, photos of the artists. At least on Zoom there was. And there was a section for similar artists that was really in-depth. And um, th- that was a really unique component that, you know, you like the, when, when you had your Zoom in the in – the, in your friend's car and you're opening like the artist that was playing and like reading about them you could like tell your friends facts about it or show them pictures like that was a cool differentiator and i do miss that also i actually did that tons quite a quite you know tons all the time uh with friends or my my wife or different people and and it was really really good even just i even got to the point where if i wanted to learn something about a band i would look it up in zune and go to the nice. bio like it, it worked great and now it's just that nasty little gray pop-up and I'm not satisfied with it maybe it'll, maybe mm-hmm. it'll come around Hope david so. we got to get rolling here um let's uh what do you got for an app pick of this episode so for an app pick it's not so much a app proper as we think of it but it's a service that you've gotten all the way since windows phone 7 and that's find your phone if you if you know your hopefully you know your microsoft sign in you know what vernon if there's one thing we could say every podcast i feel like it should be remember your microsoft <laughs> live or your microsoft account password agreed like absolutely that like people if you're listening and you're thinking oh man i don't know what mine is freaking find a way to figure it out like that that thing's important i know we talked about it before but anyway say you're a responsible individual and you do remember it and you, your phone is completely gone and, and you have no idea where it is at any moment and this this is actually kind of serious you are able to ring it remotely from a computer or a laptop you can remotely lock it if you're afraid about someone getting to it or if it's dire enough and you really don't know where it is you're able to remotely erase it now before you do those things make sure and utilize the map feature where it shows you approximately where your phone is and you know take time to try to find it through those ways before just erasing it hopefully you never have to do that but those capabilities are there and if you just go do like what what's an easiest way i think it's like microsoft my devices or something if you just bing that and you sign it or google it you just and it's yeah, even just from from Bing, just hitting Outlook.com and then go into account, I think it pulls you right in. Um, you know, the account, the Microsoft account, my account part has gotten much better. Really does show you web interface, of course. Really shows you an overview of pretty much all you have. Recent purchases, even suggests some apps, which is meh. And then also like your devices and um, OneDrive storage available, all kinds of cool stuff. That's kind of almost a, a tip in itself. But what for sure microsoft i think it's microsoft.com slash account or something but i usually go something through like there that. through uh outlook.com 
Mm-hmm. And there's like if you're on any Microsoft service, they they're really good at having that drop down and getting you to the my account page or getting you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. I'll add a little bit to the uh, the find my phone reset protection. If if you're concerned with someone else firing up your phone uh, with a different Microsoft account, you leave that enabled. It, it is enabled by default as you fire up one of the Windows Fen- Windows 10 mobile devices. I've actually been disabling it as I go through because I swap phones around so much and I really have not had, you know, never say never, but I've never been compromised in that manner where someone has tried to. And so I'll log in with my daughters or my wife's or whatever occasionally. And I just do that to uh, remove a barrier as I need to do that. But if you're concerned with that, especially someone uh, logging in with your, with your account, uh, with their account on your device, uh, enable or leave the reset protection enabled on the new devices. Now, let's say you wanted to disable the reset protection. Do you, can you think on the top of your head how would you, how you would do that? Well, there is actually uh, the option in the, the phone itself. I really don't remember where it was. I kind of stumbled across it. It's pretty deep in there. But as you set up a new device, you can, instead of just hitting... Um, uh, basic or what do you call it? Uh, express settings. Ex- instead of hitting um, express, go to customize and scroll down. It's like three quarters of the way down, and uh, you it, it's checked by default. You would uncheck that. That's I would really only recommend that for people who jump around with different. Um, I do use a couple different Microsoft accounts as I on my phones and also divvying them up between my family who needs to use them. And I have a feel um, the risk to be compromised on my devices is, is rather low. I feel in my case. Okay, great. Um, and then for podcast picks, it would just be the windows central podcast. That would be mine. But we've talked about it earlier. So just check it out. If you uh, feel like you like this kind of news and this topic, cause it's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. We are running a little bit, shy on time i think we'll save our music picks for next episode so make sure you listen next episode folks and uh <laughs> david do you have a twitter tip for us yeah send long-winded dms on twitter because there's no character limit and sometimes when you have a twitter debate you just gotta vent to somebody twitter dms can be the place for that hmm well that wasn't a very long-winded uh twitter tip but that worked excellent point all right well, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the MS Mobile Show. This one was a little bit out of character. Well, not really out of character. It was more in character, I would say, but uh, <laughs> less less defined. But um, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, of course, let someone else know that, that you enjoyed it. Perhaps they would as well. Make sure you subscribe. I would imagine you are already doing that. We thank you for that. You can also uh, join us on the Slack channel, msmobileshow.com slash Slack. Or jo- yeah, Slack. That's right. Sl- slash Slack. Wow, can't speak. And of course, follow us on Twitter, msmobileshow.com, or yeah, at msmobileshow. Facebook, same thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vernon EL. You can find me on Twitter at David V. Kimball. And of course, once again, if you feel the show is worth some spare change, we'd be thrilled if you took just a few seconds to contribute to the show by visiting the support section of the website. Whether you choose to support us monetarily or not, we appreciate each and every one of you. One of you. Wow. And we thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Stay mobile.